Okay, so uh, moving on in, uh, in the Kutmaran, Simon Aleph. So I think we officially finished the uh, first left column. Yeah, it's really important. So up to the uh, top of the second column, which is amazing. Okay, we're making headway. So, so just the chaz are a little bit of what we're talking about, getting back into the sugya. So Yonachman, again, he's building, he's building for us mamasha, uh, uh, like a, a whole structure. We're trying to get to a place of where our tefillahs are niskabel, where tefillah is put on its proper place. And the way to, the way to get there, Yonachman revealed to us, is through uh, building an infrastructure, becoming a person that has chen, the avoid of chen. And so Yonachman explained that the letter, that the avoid of chen, again, just very, very bekitzer, just to get back into it, is building letters ches and nun, ches and nun. And so once a person has chen, then as we'll see in a second, the, the person's tefillahs will be in his gab. Okay, so what does it mean to have chen? So Yonachim explained to us that, the, the, at least the way we're understanding, we're trying to, is that the essential nakuda of chen is, is basically bittel. It's basically bittel. It's when, uh, when a person, when, when, when someone looks in your eyes and, and, um, and there's, no, they're, they're not, uh, there's no ego there. They're, just, they're really trying. Let, let's say you're having a conversation with someone, right? And the person's looking at you and you're talking, but you can see in their eyes that really, they're not really paying much attention. And the only level of attention they're paying to you is just enough to give them the ability to answer back. That's not a person that has chen. That's not a person that has chen. The definition of chen is when, someone, when, someone's, when, when you speak to someone and they actually listen. Or more than that, when they actually, they're, 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 they're actually, they actually express their desire to hear, and they want to hear, they want to be makabal. So I gave the example last week that children naturally have chen, is because when children, uh, relative, they, children don't have chen necessarily relative to each other, right? One kid doesn't necessarily think the other kid has chen. That's only because kids are, are under, you know, are not so sophisticated. It's because one kid to another, they talk, I don't have chen, because this kid is, uh, is tough to that kid. This kid is a gaver to that kid. There's no chen. But children to an adult n- naturally have a, have, a, have, a, have a sense of chen. It's because when children approach an adult, there's automatically a sense of, I don't know what I'm doing, I need your help. There's a sense of bittal over there. That's the, that's the quality of chen. So the definition of chen is an expression of, of a complete hisbatlus to the one that you are approaching. That's the, uh, that's the side of chen. So in, 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 in terms of Vedas Hashem, what we saw Rabbi Nachman explain to us is that the side of Chayn means a Yid going through life and in truth wanting to experience the world as it is from God's perspective. That's really what Chayn looks like. A Yid going through life and trying to experience reality as it is from the Rabbanu Shalom's perspective. And what is reality from the Rabbanu Shalom's perspective? Just Him. Or the, in the terminology of, of Kabbal that we mentioned last time, uh, the dimension of reality that, that, it, it, that's called Atzilus. Atzilus means all Shemus Akhtayshim, all divine names, all Elokos. Now, Rabbi Nachman explained, that's the letter Ches. And Rabbi Nachman explained, now that universe in its purest form is impossible for us to come in contact with. It's just impossible. We're not the Bayre, we're only the Nivra. So we have, therefore, a world that the Rabbani Shalom allows us to operate in and a dimension of reality that we're uncomfortable in, but the avoida of chen is to experience that reality that we're comfortable in, but to really see it as a mushal, to really see it as a mushal, as just sort of a, an oven mitt, to allow us into that space that's really called atzils, that's, really that's really called God's domain. That's really the whole, opera, that when a yid operates like that, that's a yid that has chen. And now, to give a little bit of a, 
of a window into this is a certain chelik of Torah, which is, which is completely chendik. And what is that? It's primus at Torah. Maybe some of you have seen in Svarim, right? There's such a terminology for a Jew that's a uh, makobel that knows, that knows primus at Torah. What are they called? Yoidei chen. Yoidei chen. The word chen is Rosh Tevis when you see Svarim, that term, it's chachma nisteris. So it's Rosh Tevis. Okay, it's Rosh Tevis. It happens to be chachma nisteris, the hidden wisdom. But that's not a coincidence that the fact that Chachm Nesteris Pinyas Torah is also Rosh Tevis Chain is because what is Pinyas Torah about? Pinyas Torah basically is about trying to experience and live and learn about reality as it is from God's perspective. Atzilas, Ritzol Shem that's what it is. But again, the, the problem is that we can't live purely in that space because we're not God. So what we have, therefore, are, is the things of this world. But Pinimus HaTorah looks at everything of this world as really a mushal, as a parable, as an interface to allow us access into that space. That's called Shemus HaTorah. So for example, for example, in the, lang- in the Kis Vyari, or going back earlier to the Shir Shirim, the Zohar Kaddish, well, the language that the Mekubalim use are languages of this world. So the, re- the Shir Shirim, which is all Pinimus HaTorah, it's all talking about a Hassan and Kala. The Zohar Kaddish is extremely descriptive, colors and Imagery, Kisveri is extremely descriptive, and the descriptions, the 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 um, you know the language that they're using, the context that they're using, is things of this world. So they're talking about uh, uh, the, 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 you know I'm sure these these terms of, are familiar. But I've, I've mentioned these terms a lot: Ebor, Yunika, Godless, and the Kisveri. It's uh, everything is revolving around the, the, just like a person grows and develops from an infant to uh, an adolescent to an adult. So that these are the languages that the Arizal and the Mekubalim use. But they're not, so they're using languages of this world, but they're not talking about things of this world. It's because the, 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 in Pinyas HaTorah, is Chayn. Pinyas HaTorah is Chayn. It's about trying to really talk about and access a, a universe of, of the Rabbanu Shalom of Elikos. But it, we, in order for, to do that, we have to use language that's more familiar to us. But the language that we use is a mushal in order to allow us access into that place that's called Atzilus. This is what can cause a deep frustration. That's what's, that's what's amazing about Pima Satira. Those that get it, those that, um, I don't mean get it intellectually, necessarily, well, that, that's, that's, that's also true, but those that allow themselves to be, those Yidin that have Chayn, let's put it that way, those Yidin that have a natural sense of Chayn, or every Yid does, but those Yidin that cultivate their natural sense of Chayn, those are the Yidin that are more comfortable with Chayn, with Chach Benesteris. But those Yidin that try to fight against their natural sense of chen, which as we'll see in a second is the Malchus of Esav, so those Yidin don't appreciate yet what, what it means, what chen is. In other words, in order to appreciate Pinyin Satoira, you have to be willing to spend your whole life dedicated to subject matter that you'll never really understand. That could be frustrating for someone that's completely focused on trying to understand. But, this is, but the irony is that if, you, if a person has chen, in other words, a person has that sense of bittel and humility to say, you know what, I don't want to spend my life learning Torah and keeping mitzvahs about me. I want to spend my life learning Torah and keeping mitzvahs about the Rabbanu Shalom. So a person that has that sense of bittel and that sense of chen, that they're, they're going into 
the arena of Avedis Hashem, not for themselves, but for the Rabbanu Shlaylam, then that's a person, not only will be, will be comfortable with learning Chayn, Chach Benesteris, where the whole subject matter is Rabbanu Shlom, and all the language that I use of this world is really just a mushal to access that place and to give context, but that, that Yid will actually also find Chayn, find Chach Benesteris, even deeply satisfying. That's why uh, last night I, I, I met a Yid and he had like, Mamish out of nowhere, he told me, maybe because of the beard he thinks I'm Lubavitcher. I don't know, maybe I am. I don't know, but uh, he comes over to me, he's like, can I tell you a Sikh that I just learned from the Rebbe? I'm like, okay, sure, why not? So Mamish uh, last night. So he comes over to me, he says this whole, the whole Torah that the Rebbe was talking about how the, the Mun is, we know the Gemara says that Chazal say that the man was a food that had to be eaten in order to prepare Kal Yisrael to receive the Torah. So the man is an interesting thing. On the one hand, obviously it was food and it made them satisfied. But yet the Pasuk describes, Moshe Rabbeinu describes the situation of Kal Yisrael in the Midbar, eating man, that you were starving. That you were suffering and you were starving. What's starving? The man was lechem avirim, so, uh, so the mun, the 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 mun is ref- it's a whole tire he said, but the, the mun is reflective of primus tire of what of 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 of, of what tire truly is in this form of chain of chach And if you and if you have chain, if you're a humble person and you're interested in connecting to rabbanishlam on the rabbanishlam's terms, not on your terms, then the then mun is deeply satisfying. Then chach is deeply satisfying. If you're not bechain. Then it start. Then you starve to death because it's like I don't know what I'm doing. I, I went through the whole shiur. I don't know. I don't know what the you know. It's like how many times have I had people tell me that? But they 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 usually saying it with a smile and it as a compliment, and I take it as a compliment. Whatever they like, you know. It's like they listen to a shiur whatever, and they come home like Shabbos day like to tell over the vart like. Uh, but the Shabbos is like, I, I, I'm not okay. So it's like, you know, so if, if you have some chayn, if you're a b'chayn tekiyid, which you all are, then, the, then, then that hunger, which means of like not being able to really to say over what you heard, that's satisfying. That's also satisfying. But if you don't have chayn, then like you have to be able to say it like what the vart is, you know. You have to be able to give that over. Okay, that's what it is. Anyway, so that's what chayn means. That's why Torah is called the Pnimis Torah, which is a Torah of chayn, is chach minister. So that's why, by the way, it's also not a coincidence that the word chayn is also the same letters as noyach. Uh, part of part of what Naich was doing, like what 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 exactly changed before the Mabel to after the Mabel, right? Like what exactly changed? I mean, we know that after the Mabel, so Hashem says, like, I'm not going to do this again. So on a simple level, you read the pasuk, it's like Hashem saw the devastation. He's like, ah, it's too much. Really, the Rebbeinu Shalom, like, he knew what was what he was getting himself, you know, what he was doing. So like, the the answer is pre Mabel to post Mabel is absurd. The world is, is it's without chain to put to with chain. Before the Mabel, the, there was this, yes, the, 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 the humanity, the civilization knew about the world of Atzilas. They knew about the domain of the Rabbanu Shalom, but they were, there was no chain in them. They, didn't, they weren't interested in, in trying to live in the Rabbanu Shalom's universe and just using the things of this world as a mushal to get to that place. They weren't interested in that. They wanted, okay, God is God and we're us. That's why the, the Rambam explains it. So it's not a coincidence that Avodizar started then. And Avodizar started, like the Rambam says, right? Not because they didn't believe in God, but because God was this distant, uh, unrelatable being. But that, that's true when you don't have Chayim. Without Chach Ministeris, without Pinyin then God is, uh, is this unrelatable, just being that floats somewhere in a cloud and is just taking, taking notes, right, on what you're doing. But with Chach Ministeris, with Pinyin with Chayim, with Nayach, then what happens? Then Adarab, then this whole world is turned into a mushal to experience the Rabbanu But it's just, 
but but is that experience satisfying, or is it the, or does it de- leave a person deeply unsatisfied? That depends whether you're bechayt. That depends whether you're whether you're humble. If a person's humble and they have a sense of chayin and they're trying to engage in Yiddishkeit, not on your terms, but on the Rabbanu terms, then the experience of everything being a mushal to the Rabbanu Shalom is deeply satisfying. But if you're going in, but a person's going in with ego and yeshus, then it's not satisfying at all. Then the only thing that's going to satisfy you is uh, being able to say at the end of the day that this is what I know, this is what I understand. And that's, the, that's, that's a great dividing line. Now, by the way, in this context, we could, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see a little bit more uh, that chesidus comes, we're going to see a little bit more, maybe we'll understand this point that I'm about to say a little bit more when Rabbi Nachman continues on to explain how this results in davening being accepted. But just, this, but just something to explain a little bit. Chesidus comes to, you know, so, uh, until Chesidus, you have this idea, so the Arizal, the Zara Kaddish, the Arizal, so you have Pnimis Atar, Chachmanisteris, Everything of this world, the language that Darizal is using is a language of this world, but it's b'chalal, just a mushal, in order to access that other place. <coughs> and again, if you have chen, if you're humble, then it's satisfying. If not, not. Chesidus comes to sort of give a little bit of a taste of the nimshal, to, 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 to give a little bit more, to, um, I guess, to deepen the experience of chen. To allow Yid, and we'll see more about this later, and this is really just in parentheses, that Chesidus comes to sort of allow us to have a little bit more satiation and to, and to describe what it means to be satisfied and to be satiated from that which cannot be experienced. That which cannot be, you know, the viyancha, the, the arivecha, the hunger that would usually come from being Isaac completely in, in in dimension of Torah that's otherworldly. Chasidus comes to give us give us give us a way to um, to to feel satisfied from that, and that's what Chasidus does. Is that it? Not only it doesn't just water down Kabbalah and bring it down to earth. It's 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 more than that. It uh, it it allows this muscle. It allows us a little bit to taste of the nimshal. It allows us a little bit more to experience the satisfaction and to give a language even to ex- and to express and to give context to the satisfaction that comes with people that are Isaac and Chayn. So in the Kisveri, when you're just on the Kisveri by itself, there's a, there's a satisfaction that comes, but the level of, of, of fullness that a person can experience with Pinim Yisra through the lens of Chassidus is that much more, that much more. We'll have to see more about this, just uh, something to keep in mind. Anyway, so that's the, that's the Nekudas, so that's what it means. So, so in other words, what we're, what we're seeing is right now is that Chayin is not just a, Chayin is not just a, a, a personal quality that a, that a person might have, which is, which is humility and betel, uh, but it also, it's, 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 a, it's a huge aspect in the Vedas Hashem, and, and in particular, in learning Pinus Satara, Pinus Satara is Chayn. That's what it is. It's Yodi Chayn. And on a, on a more practical level, I guess, a more down-to-earth level, a person that goes through life and looks at all the events of their individual life or the collective life of Klai Yisrael as a marshal, as a vehicle through which the Rabbani Shalom is telling you something, that's also called Chayn. So in other words... Uh, I'm a kobol who's, uh, you know, learning Kabbalah and being Isaac in Shemus Akdashim and using the language of this world in order to really be somewhere else. And another Yid who's, um, you know, 
who I don't know is is, is traveling somewhere and has this like you know uh, you know is, is is something's going a little bit haywire in his business whatever it is and his reaction is Rabbanu Shalom like what's the message they're both the same they're both doing the same thing they're both doing the same thing because they're both taking an experience of this world the language of this world whether it be by the Makubal, the language of uh, of, uh, of the Arizal, whatever the language of of Shir Shirim, and this person the language of this world in terms of the business deal that didn't go well, or the interaction that didn't go to his liking, and they're, they're, they're realizing that these are mesholim to the Rabbanu Shalom's language. And so that's what it means to be, to be yoyde chayn. To be someone that's a bachayn tekiyid, and his avoyde is one of chayn, is someone that looks at all the language of this world as really the Rabbanu Shalom's communication to you. That could be in, in the context of Torah, that's called Kabbalah, and the context of, of, of life, that means someone that's always looking for the Ashkacha Pratis, that's someone that's always looking for the message, what's the avoid of the moment, what's the Rabbanu Shalom asking of me? Not what am I asking of God, but what's the Rabbanu Shalom asking of me? That's what it means to have chayn. Okay, that's a long introduction. Okay, so let, let's go back. So Rabbi Nachman explained, the last thing that Rabbi Nachman explained was that, that, in, in, that in, in, in this lies a mulchama, a battle between the forces of Kedush and the forces of, of, of impurity. Because that's going to be the difference between Yaakov and Esav, as we saw, which is, what, how do you define the language of this world? That's going to be the, that's going to be the question. The, the question is, again, even Esav recognizes that there's a dimension that's called God, that they don't disagree with. Esav has no problem. The Zara Kaddish says Esav calls Hashem the, the God of all gods. So the fact that there's a God of all gods, he doesn't have a problem with. The fact that there's a universe called Atzilus, and there's a, there's, a, 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 there's a reality that's called divine names, Esav has no machlaikas about that. The conflict between Yaakov and Esav is, is this world a mushal to that? Or does this world stand on its own two feet? And, whether, and, and, you, and if you want, you could think about and, 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 and focus on the, the God of all gods. But is this world, it's, it, is the letter Nun, and that was the way Rabbi Nachman, is the letter Nun, a malchus that is just a reflection of Hashem's malchus, or is it its own inherent individual independent malchus? That's the machlokes. That's the conflict, and that's the difference. Yeah, again, a, a, a person that goes through life and looks at this world as an independent entity, its own power, and so on, even though it was created by a god, and there's a god of all gods in charge of it. That's asevdik. But a yid that goes through life and looks at this world and sees it as a marshal to the Rabbanu Shlomo, whether it be in Torah, in Pnimis Torah, or in Avaida, always looking for, the, for, for what the Rabbanu Shlomo's message is in that moment, that's, that's the Malchus of Beis Tavah. That's the Malchus of, of Yaakov Avinu. So let's see, let's see together. So that's what we saw until now. Now, uh, top of the, the left, left column. And this is ultimately the difference between the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah. This is the battleground. Not whether or not there's a God, and not whether or not there's Atzilus and Shemus Akdashim. The Machlekes, the conflict between the Yitzhah and the is, what is this world? Is this world a mushal to, to, to that world of Atzilus, or is it something independent? That, that's, that's the difference. The Yitzhah is called the wise person. The word chacham, chacham or chachma, as we saw in the beginning of the piece, is a code word, right, for rashes, for the beginning, for the letter ches. So the Yitzhah is called the chacham because the Yitzhah is telling you it's all about the ches, it's all about the ches. Don't be interested in anything else. The letter nun, which is this world, is just a, a vessel to experience the letter ches, right? That's what it is. That's why, you know, I was, uh, I was telling Ari before that when Avram Avinu is buying uh, Marissa Machpelah, 
So Mars Machpelah is the first place that Avram Avinu, the first, the first piece of physical earth that a Yid buys in Eretz Yisrael was Mars Machpelah, right? The whole Eretz Yisrael was promised to Avram Avinu on some level he made a Kenyan, but really the first place that Avram Avinu buys in Eretz Yisrael is Mars Machpelah, which means that this is the beginning of what? Of Malchus based David. It's the beginning of Malchus based David. Because in order to, to truly have Eretz Yisrael, to own it, on, all, on the deepest, uh, in, in the most real of senses, that's Davin HaMelech. That's why, in fact, where was the capital of Davin HaMelech? Yushalayim. But the first seven years of his capital was in Chavrin. The first seven years. To fully establish his Malchus, it has to start from that origin point of where, of where Eretz Yisrael is bought. So Eretz Yisrael is the beginning of Malchus of Eretz Yisrael is with the purchase of Mars Machpelah. The Malchus of Eretz Yisrael means the letter Nun, that's this world, that's this world, that's Eretz Yisrael. And Avram Avinu has to purchase and establish the letter Nun, which is Malchus of Eretz Yisrael, by purchasing it in front of the population of Ches. The letter Ches is the letter Ches. So Avram Avinu, and that's why the Lashon of the Pasuk is, Avram Avinu uses the Lashon of over there. So the, the Indian of, the Indian of, of Avram Avinu purchasing Maris Machpela from Davka Bnei Ches and Efren Achiti is this Indian of establishing that the Malchus based of it is a vehicle to experience the Ches, the Chachma of, um, of the Rabbanu Shalom's Malchus, not a Chas Shalom Malchus of Esa. So he says like this again, V'zeh b'chinis yitzitav 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 nikri miskan v'chacham b'chinis Malchus. She b'chinis aniyah v'dala Yitzitav therefore is also described as, as an impoverished, something that's empty. Malchus based David is also described as empty. David Melch throughout the hill describes himself as mamish poor. But he's the richest, most powerful Jew in the world. The answer is, he's, because he's poor, in other words, he sees his, himself and his Malchus as a mushal. A mushal is poor, right? What's a mushal? Mushal is nothing, right? The gold locks and the three beers never happened. It never happened, right? So it's mamish empty. It has no, no, it has no inherent independent content. But its content, but it, but it, it you know, it survives uh, millennia, these mashalim, because it's filled with toichen that's coming from another place, right? And so the toichen that's, that's contained in the mashal is never really said, right? Because all you experience is the mashal. The toichen itself cannot be articulated. The nimshal is never said. The nimshal is never said. The nimshal has to be understood. So again, if you're open to the nimshal, you'll be satisfied by it. If you're not open to the nimshal, then you'll, be, then, then you'll starve to death from just hearing mashals. That's the difference. The Yitzhatoiv is, is impoverished, but, be, the, but its impoverishedness is what gives it its power. That's the Yitzhatoiv. The less Lomikram she has nothing of her own. The Yitzhatoiv has nothing of her own, only from what she receives from Chachma. Again, that's Chain. The Yitzhara, but the Yitzhara, Nikram Melech Zakin Uksil. The Yitzhara, ironically, is called a king, but a foolish king. A king that doesn't, a king means the letter Nun, it means this world, it means. Malchus, but it doesn't have Chachma. It's not being invigorated and enlivened with the letter Ches. So it's a foolish king. It's a foolish king. Bechinus Malchus is Sitra That's the kingdom of the other side. Sheine Chafetz Bechachum Vesecha. That's not interested in, in, in seeing itself as a, as a marshal, as a window, as an access point to Chachma. Bechinus Loyachbez Ksil Betvuna. Kanal, like the Pasuk he mentioned in the previous, par- the previous uh, paragraph, that the fool is not interested in wisdom. It's not only that the fool doesn't have wisdom. Of course a fool doesn't have wisdom. A fool is not interested in wisdom. Because this is the difference. The wisdom of, of, of Ches is given to you. It's given to you. Your avayda is to want it. Your avayda is to be open to it. You make yourself a malchus based oven. You make yourself an empty vessel 
and you see yourself in life in Torah as a mushal, then the nimshal will make itself known. That's what the Chazal say, that Hashem gives wisdom to those that are already wise. So the obvious question is, how are you wise to get wisdom? The answer is, the wisdom you need to become wise is just to be open to experience the nimshal. That's all. If, you, if, if, you're, if you're just focused on, if you don't recognize things as a mashal, then you're never going to get the nimshal, right? If, you're, if you hear the story of uh, Golaks and the Three Bears, and you don't, you're not thinking of it but Taras mashal, then of course you're not going to get the nimshal. I'm not sure what the nimshal is, but whatever it is, I'm sure there is a nimshal in there. So you're not going to get it. But if you're just seeing it as a mashal, then okay, then, then it ends, it's a melech zakin uksil. That's what it is. Dailach hakim beramiza. Dailach hakim beramiza. Right, right. Is that Indian? That for, for a Chacham who's open to receive the Nimshal, then it's enough just to have a, a Ramaz Balma. And more than it's just enough, that's all, the, that's all the Chacham really wants. Because once you articulate it more, then already it loses its Teichen. Uh, its the quality of the Nimshal is, is, is kept because it's secretive. That's why Pneum Satira is so secretive, right? Chacham is what? Chacham is Steris. Why is it hidden? The Vilna Goyen writes this. He says, why is, why is, why is, why is Pneus Satara called Nister? Yuvamis is Nister for people that don't know Yuvamis. Right? Babakama is Nister for people that don't know Babakama. Chumish is Nister for people that don't know Chumish. So everything is Nister to those that don't know it. And once you know it, it's not Nister anymore. So what, what, do you mean? So what type of Indian is that this, what, those Sfarim, most people don't know. So that's why it's called Chacham Nister, because most people don't know it. So most people don't know Yuvamis. So why is it called Chachman Esteris? So the Vilna Gaon writes, it's called Chachman Esteris not because the information, is because it, the whole thing is a mashal. And the nimshal is never said. The nimshal is never articulated. The nimshal can't be articulated. Again, Chassidus comes to give, even Chassidus doesn't say what the nimshal is. It doesn't say what the nimshal is. The Chassidus doesn't say the experience of Elikus that is contained in that nimshal. But Chassidus at least gives creates an environment in which the nimshal is, is, is more, uh, I can't say revealed, where the nimshal is more palpable, where the nimshal is more experiential. Like the whole, even the culture of chesidus revolving around the tzaddik and the rebbe, and all these inyanim, it's like, what, what is a rebbe? What, what does it mean to be by a tish, by a tzaddik? The, 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 you, the, so the and, and, and what Chassidus has done is that it's created an environment that's conducive for the nimshal to make itself known to people that are willing to hear it and willing to experience it. But you can't, if a person's forced to a tish, right, then he's not really by the tish, right? Because he's not, because then he's kulay mashal. So the, 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 Chassidus doesn't really come to say what the nimshal is either. Again, once you say what the nimshal is, it's no longer the nimshal. That's why, again, the favorite word in Pneumia Satar and all of Sifra Chassidus is Bechina, right? Rabbi Nachman especially, Bechina. Everything's Bechina, Bechina. What does Bechina mean? Something like that. Bechina means I'm not telling you exactly what the Nimshal is. I'm talking around it. I'm talking around it. So Chassidus, so, so Pneumia Satar from the Kisviri, it's like all Mashal. And Chassidus comes to talk around the Nimshal. It's to talk around the Nimshal and to give a, and to even build a culture that's, that's revolving around the nimshal. But what the nimshal is, it's never said. Never said. It can't be said. So either you get it or you don't get it. But how do you get it? The only the, the, the one quality you need in order to get it is humility. That's it. It's bitl. That's all. It's just to be a malchus based of it. To be a, 
to be that quality, to be the Yitzhak Taif, and then you're fine. So he says like this. All right, so, okay, well, okay, so now we're not going to move on to the next point. So we have this conflict between the Yitzhak and the Yitzhak Am I going to be a humble person? Am I not going to be a humble person? Which one am I going to be? So now Ibn Nachman says the Chiddush. So everyone, part of this mulchama that we wage to, to you know, to, to have the Yitzhak be victorious of the Yitzhak which again now is becoming more broader than just, are you going to, say or not say You can open the safe and not open. We're not talking about a specific act of mitzvah versus aveirum. We talk about this melchemes ayetzer. We're talking about bechlal. Am I living life b'derech mashal, or am I living life just like independent entity malchus of Esav? Like that's that's the ikra melchama. So Rav Nachman says like this: So we have to reinforce the malchus of kedusha to have the strength to overcome the malchus of the sitrachar. In other words, we have to somehow um, give strength to that part of ourselves that's able to see this world as a muscle. We have to invigorate and strengthen that muscle. How do you strengthen that? So now he says an amazing thing. The Gemara says that in this Mulchama Sayyitzer, you, you have to get your Yitzhar type to be angry at the Yitzhar. So what does that look like? And what, how do we give strength to the Malchus of Kedusha to overcome the Malchus of the Sitra Achra? So Rabbi Nachman says, It's a very, very mysterious sentence. Through Torah that a person learns with strength. He goes on, uh, I guess we'll, we'll skip the, the parentheses. Like Hazal say, if you come in contact with the Yitzhahara, which again in our context means the Malchus of Esau, which means seeing this world as an independent entity, not being a Mashal, bring him to the Torah gives strength to the Malchus of Kedusha. And when you give strength to the Malchus of Kedusha through learning Torah with, with Kayach, then again, now you have a healthy Nun. A healthy Nun receives a letter Ches. The Ches and the Nun come together. The moon and the sun are now on the same page. And when the Malchus of Kedusha is raised and we have a healthy Nun, which receives a Ches, the Malchus of the Sitra is lowered, and so on. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's what goes on. So let, let, me, let, me, let me try for a moment, just uh, five minutes, to at least open up this Inyan. What's, what's Rabbi Nachman talking about? That all of a sudden now, so we have this battleground. This world is a Mashal, or is this world not a Mashal? So fine, that's the Yitzhah this is the Yitzhah So we have to give added strength to the Yitzhah How do you do that? By learning Torah B'Kayach. Now this is ironic, because I've been talking until now that the whole inn of the Yitzhah is, the whole inn of Chayin is learning Torah, Pnimi Torah. That's, that's Chayin, it's Chachman Esteris. What's Rabbi Nachman adding with this Nakuda? So what Rabbi Nachman is saying is that there's a number of layers that one can interpret Rabbi Nachman's words, but at least one, one level of interpretation is, is that this added strength that one needs to give to the Malchus of Kedusha in order to allow it to be victorious over the Malchus of Tummah is by learning by learning Tarbakaich. What does Tarbakaich mean? Tarbakaich means learning learning Nigla, learning halacha. But learning halacha with with intensity. Learning halacha with intensity. See 
if, if, I'll see what I can do very, for Mamash a few minutes, if it's understood, then good. If not, don't worry, we'll, we'll pick up from this next week. When you, at this point of conflict between the East of the Sahara, so when, whenever, there's, whenever there's a battle, whenever there's a war, so it, it, it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. In order to be victorious, you, you have to enter into enemy territory. That's just inevitable. See, until now, we've been painting this picture. It's like there's two different territories. There's what this world means in Malchus of Esavdik, which is independent, powerful, something by itself. And then there's what? And then there's the Malchus of Kedusha, which is Mamish, it's a Mashal, Pnimis it's just Iris, just Iris. But in order to be victorious of the Yitzhatai, of the Yitzhahara, then, the Yitzhah, then we have to enter into enemy territory. So what does it mean to enter into enemy territory? What, what aspect of the Hashem is... Is, is, looks like on the outside, like very much Esavdik, but in truth, it's Kulei Kedusha. That is, that is Nigla. That's not just learning Nigla, it's not just learning Halacha, but it's learning Gemar Be'in, Lamdis, Pilpul, whatever words you want to use to describe it. Why? We all, we all know this. On the outside, someone that is not, someone that's not uh, careful that that style of learning couldn't can, is very ego driven. It could be very ego driven, right? Where the person is interested in coming up with their own ideas, right? Pilpul and lumdis. It's about coming up with your own kedusha Torah. Who's the best bacher in yeshiva? The one that could slug up this year, right? The one that could ask the best kash. It's, uh, it's a lot of, there could be a lot of yeshus in that. But ironically, the only way to truly overcome the Sahara is to go into his territory and be involved in what would look like, at least on the outside, as something that's Yetzirah but Afal Pikein, Pnimi Pnimi, is why you're doing this, is only in order to give strength to the Yetzirah So what does it mean to learn to learn Tarah in this way? It means to learn Nigla, to learn Halacha. What's Halacha about? What's, and Halacha Be'in. What's it about? It's trying to use your strength what, what's, a, what's, what, what's, a, what's a human being's real strength? Not their physical muscles. Physical muscles, you give the person 20, 20 years or so, the muscles are gone. So it's not physical muscles. The, the strength of a person and their ability to really conquer the world is with the intellect, is with the mind. So that's really the seat of your personal independent power. To use that, nigla, what, how, how, how is a person learning in the Gemara and so on and so what, is that you, you're engaging your... You're using your personal power to build infrastructure, right? To build mamish edifices and, and yonim. So on the outside, it look, Asa's like, oh, that's, that's one of my chavra. So he's just thinking about himself. He's got some good kashas. It's all his own. But, in, but the, the avoida is to engage oneself in that learning with the deep sense of bittal and humility of knowing that really what I'm interested in is just trying to figure out the truth. And this is a classic thing that all the... All the the Rosh Hashiv, as everyone was talking about, right? That a person's learning, and the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you come up with, the more you're, you're creative and you're inventive, and, and it's all very, very good. But it always has to be the kernel, the nucleus behind all of the creativity it has to be, what is their abundant, what's the truth? And if in mo- one moment it dawns on me that what I'm saying is incorrect, right? that's all the, the, like, the great stories about the big the Rosh Hashivas, right? That, you know, uh, like... Uh, you know, it's like uh, there's a mice I think from a Baruch Bear or something that he was uh, he was brought somewhere to uh, to give a shear to maybe be the Rosh Hashiva of this particular place, right? And he's giving the shear, and this is like this is like in those days if you didn't have a job, it's like you know, 
you're very, very poor, even with a job. So this is like, you're very, very, very poor without a job. And Baruch Ber is like, this is his, uh, Baruch Ber, these are Bachram, these are what? Uh, and again, they were probably pretty good Bachram, but this is Baruch Ber. And Baruch Ber is giving a shear. And one of the Bachram, one of the Bachram, like, ask a kasha. And Baruch says, you know what? It's not a good kasha. Close the Gemara, finished. Yeah, the shear. So it's like, you know, type of mysterious nefesh that takes. Rabbi Bear, so what's the scene over this? Rabbi Bear is building mamish. He's using his strength, his ideas, his own kashas, and coming up with his own terutzim. And what's happening? The Yitzhar is thinking, wow, this mamish is my territory. He's not, the Bear at that moment was not the Makubal thinking about Shemus Taktashim. One of the big principles in Pinim Satar is it's not a place for Chedesh. There's only a few people that make Chedushim. It's the result, Rashash, pretty much that's it. Everyone else, you're just trying to figure what they say. Not, there's not much space for a Chedesh. That's a sogi by itself, what is allowed, what's not allowed. But real chedushim is not really allowed so much in Pinyin Satar. Nigla, other If you're a Rashivo, you're worth in, in, you know, what you're worth is how much chedushim tar you could come up with. That's what it is. So what's the Yitzar looking at that scene? Oh, Rachber is mamish one of my chevra. Building mamish and yonim and kalim and kalim. But that moment, when the Bachar asked the question, Rachber says, you know what, fine, it's not emes, finished. So that moment, it was nisbar, that all of that effort and all of that territory that the Yitzhar was saying, Rabbi Akbar, please have all the territory you want in my in my in my ter- in my in my country. Rabbi Akbar says, okay, hundred percent. I'm going to set up cities and infrastructures and buildings. Meanwhile, the Yitzhar thinks, what this is all under the Malchus of Esav. And the last very moment, what does Rabbi Akbar do? He takes a flag of Knesset Yisrael and Malchus based David with a menorah, you know, and puts it on that. And what turns out is Mamish, the territory of Yitzhar, was just, was just diminished because of Rabbi Akbar. So I'm saying, so it's learning Nigla and using your Kayach and using your creativity, but it's using your creativity with a sense of bitta, with an akud of truth, with always looking for the truth, and at the very, very end, when everything is said and done, you establish the flag of Malchus based David, and with that, you just gave more strength to the Yitzhar type than the Yitzhar. That's what it means to learn Tyra Benigla, and Nigla then leads to Nister. Once you have taken territory out of the Eight Sahara's domain, now you can be honest and real, which is just all Shemus Akhtashim and, and learn everything as a mashal and be Isaac and Pimus Satara. That's the way it goes. Okay, Bez Hashem, next week we'll develop that further, but that's just a little bit of a, a beginning into this Nakuda. All right, Shkayach.